just to raise the money. But now, here, since it's 2004, looks, looks like uh, they're simply going to call this one Ray. It was Unchained My Heart, but now it looks like they're simply going to call it Ray. Now, I've been working with a young man that's playing me, Jamie Foxx, and uh, I believe he's gonna do a bang-up job. I cannot wait to see it. Well, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. No, you are not listening to an excerpt from a 2004 Ray Charles stage show, but rather a brilliant young student from our musical arts scholarship program, Drew Young, doing an uncanny recreation of Brother Ray. So uncanny, when Las Vegas headliner Clint Holmes came to this performance, he marveled to me, and I'm quoting here, it wasn't until after the fourth song or so that I realized this kid was not lip-syncing. He was actually doing it all. Here now on this edition of The Stories Behind the Songs, we continue with more highlights from Ray, the Musical Biography. Now, when I was five, I saw my four-year-old brother, George, fall in Mama's big metal laundry tub. Now, I tried to help him out but I was just too small. By the time I could run and get mama, my brother George, he drowned. Shortly after that, I began having trouble with my eyes. Now the doctor said it was something called glaucoma, and within two years, I was totally blind. There I was, a boy, seven, and I'd already lost my baby brother and my sight. But I did know that my greatest loss is going to come.
Pennsylvania. I was working in gig what was known as a box dinner. Now, these gigs can go for about four hours. And toward the end of the night, we had played everything we knew. We were all out of material, but still had 10 minutes to go. So I told my band, I said, hey, Joe, look, man, just follow me, OK? I'm going to make something up on the spot, OK? And then I told my girls, the Raylettes, just to repeat whatever I say, babies, OK? OK. All right, here's how it all went down. See the girl with the red dress on. But she can do the butt all night long. Oh, yes, now. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey. Oh, tell me what I say. Tell me what I say. Oh, tell me what I say. Tell me what I say. Oh, tell me what I say, oh, me what I say right tell now. Oh, tell me what now, I say. Now, the crowd went crazy. <laughs> Wanted to know where they can get the record now. Oh, of course there wasn't any because I had made it up on the spot, but I didn't waste any time getting into the studio and putting it on wax. All right. Soon I had a top 10 hit on the pop charts and my life changed. Now my first record release was suggested by my driver. Now, don't think I was showing off or anything with the chauffeur, just for some reason they wouldn't give me my own driver's license. <laughs> So being born in Georgia on car rides and often sing the old Hoagy Carmichael song, Georgia on my mind. My driver said, Ray, since you like singing it so much, why don't you make a record of it? Georgia. Georgia. Modern sounds of country and western. Now, Nashville wasn't exactly jumping up and down at the thought of a black man singing country music and pretty much predicted it would bomb. They were wrong. The album wound up selling 700,000 copies in its first month out. Yes. Now, this next song was never intended to be a single release. In fact, it had just been a top 10 hit three years earlier for the fella that wrote it, Don Gibson. But this jockey started giving it some airplay and it wound up picking up some steam. Then some movie actor named uh, Tab Hunter, I thought was trying to cash in on my deal, so I wasn't gonna stand for that. So I cut my radio-friendly album track of four and a half minutes down to a radio-friendly three minutes and bam, I had my third number one hit. To hear these selections in their entirety, as well as the several other songs in this stage biography, along with the stories behind them, please visit our website, 
storiesbehindthesongs.org, where we have videos available of the full show for a $20 tax-deductible donation to our Musical Arts Scholarship Program. Believe me, you will be blown away by how incredibly Drew Young immerses himself in the character of Ray Charles with every physical mannerism. The jacket he wears in Act Two is worth the price of admission by itself. I should add the multi-talented Drew put together a top-notch seven-piece band, assembled the four lovely backup singers, the Ray Letts, and directed the production, one I think you will agree, that is worthy of Broadway. We're going to leave you with a number that ruffled some people's feathers when Ray first performed his unique version of it in 1976. We quickly came to understand, though, that his intentions came from a place of only the deepest respect. Oh, now, wait a minute. I'm talking about... We actually have hopes of taking this to Broadway. Do you think we have a chance?